Listeners beware. There's no turning back now. You've entered the Horrorpocalypse Podcast. Mr. Jax, I was wondering if you'd made any decision regarding the assistant manager's position. It's between Stu and yourself. Stu Rubin, the new guy? Stu's someone who's not afraid to make the tough decisions. I'm perfectly capable of making the tough decisions. I'll let you know as soon as I decide, okay? Will you help me? Please. Okay. We have an elderly woman asking for an extension on her mortgage payment. We would have to throw her out of her house. We've already granted her two extensions. It's a tough decision. Your call. Another extension is out of the question. Where will I live? I'm really sorry. Never have I begged for anything. But now, I Mrs. humble myself before you. I beg you. Please let go. Please let go. comes begging to me. Someone has cursed you. He's the Lamia, the most feared of all demons. For the first three days, the spirit torments its victims. After that, it will come to take you. Take me where? To burn in hell for eternity. It's coming for me. Please listen to me. There's nothing coming for you. Get rid of this. I welcome you, Daddy. You can give the curse away. No! Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Horror Apocalypse. Today is Sunday. Uh, July the uh, 21st. Uh, we are back in our uh, uh, places of, of living. Uh, Michael in Florida, me back in uh, in good old uh, Massachusetts. So, um, nope. No? Incorrect. Incorrect? Michael's not in Florida right now. Oh, damn, that's right. He's not in Florida right now. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. That's right. You were on vacation. Um, but no vacation. You can stay away from us. So. I am currently on vacation in LJ, Georgia, uh, just a few minutes away from Expedition Bigfoot. And um, yes, if you guys hear any background noise, I am not in my regular recording area. I've got a great big creek slash river running behind the cabin here, and there's tons of people riding by on their um, inner tubes screaming. So if you hear that, we are not butchering people. It's just them riding their inner tubes. Repeat. We are butchering people. I mean, we are not butchering people. Why would you tell people that? That's you, you just completely ruined the whole thing. And I didn't know you had inner I tubes panicked. there. Like, that, that sounds like a lot of fun. Do, do you actually go inner tubing? I panicked. No, you, you panicked. I'm sorry, I panicked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, do you go inner tube when you're, when you're out there? Or no? 
Me? No, I'm I'm too fat and ugly to get in the water. Oh, stop it! Stop <laughs> it, Silent Bill. No, I, I actually, I'm actually losing weight. I'm down 14 pounds from uh, about the time you saw me. So. Oh wow, that's uh, all in your head, or is that around the waist? Uh, where's it? Where's it coming off? Uh, well, I don't see it around my waist, but I can, you know, look down and see my penis again. So that's a good thing. Oh, sweet, sweet. That's uh, I'm I'm happy for you, man. That's that's awesome. I mean, I've seen it, <laughs> I've seen it, and I can tell you that uh, it's it's a uh, it's a good looking little guy. It's a good looking little guy. Um, it's okay. It's it's there. <laughs> <laughs> so back back to business. Um, today we're going to be talking about uh, Drag Me to Hell, uh, which is a uh, Sam Raimi movie from some year which I'm sure you'll fill in the blanks at some point in time. Um, but uh, we're going to speak about that, and then after that, uh, I want you guys to stay tuned. Uh, we're going to do a little extra Patreon um, uh, for all the Patreon listeners out there who are giving us money, give us money, give us money, give us money. For all the people who are uh, doing that, uh, we're going to do a little bit of trivia after after the fact for them. So um, welcome again. So, Michael, since we have saw each other last... Uh, what have you been up to? What's what's been keeping you busy? Let's see. I have watched a ton of movies. I think I watched since the last time we were together. I watched and reviewed Crawl. I watched I Am Mother, and I'm probably going to shoot out a five minute review on that one. I'm about halfway through Joe Hill's book uh, Nosferatu because I was watching the TV series, so I figured I'd go ahead and start reading the book. Um downloaded and edited a ton of trailers so uh even though i may have missed a day i make up by uh posting another trailer or two on the next day so there is still technically one trailer for every day that we've been active on youtube which we by the way speaking of youtube we are 39 subscribers from goal so you know guys share that page get your friends and family up there i've got all my coworkers have subscribed um, do the same thing. Get your friends, family, coworkers, uh, Larissa, get your, your, get out on the street and start getting people. Come on. Yeah. You're the street person, aren't you? Yeah. She's been real busy lately though. So I'm letting her, uh, letting her slide on some things. <laughs> Giggity. Um, so, uh, you said you saw crawl. Um, does that, uh, I'm assuming that movie takes place in Florida. Yes. It's a category five hurricane is, uh, sweeping into Florida and um, a swimmer or a girl who swims for the college team uh, on University of Florida uh, goes to check on her dad because her sister FaceTimes her and says, you know, she's really worried and concerned. And, you know, can you, use, you know, see what dad's up to? So she drives down in the middle of the hurricane, driving towards the hurricane uh, to see how her dad's doing. Now, the movie depicts this Category 5 hurricane like, you know, it's, the end, it's, a, it's an end-world event, and these people have to evacuate Florida, and there's droves of people just leaving the state. And it's, uh, if you're from Florida, if you live in Florida, you look at it, and you, you just can't help but laugh. I mean, we, in all honesty, we have hurricane parties. We, we get together, we walk around the neighborhood, we drink beer, we wait for the power to go out, um that's that's what we do we, we're not like panicking and running for our lives uh on top of that the depiction of the gators was just ridiculous i mean they looked good the cgi wasn't bad but just the everything else about the movie just sucked so if you listen to the five minute review you know if you haven't listened to it yet spoiler it sucks it wasn't even how long is the movie like 90 minutes 
I think so. Yeah, it was a, a standard movie length. It wasn't yeah. too long, too short. Um, it almost felt too long because I'm like, all right, I'm I'm not liking this. I'm not digging this. You know, I hope it ends, and then eventually it does. But um, <laughs> nah, I just th- there's a lot of people out there that just look at it as a mindless creature feature and are enjoying it. Okay, um, that's how I was gonna go into it. I grew up around these gators, though. I mean, I, I swam out in Alligator Lake out in St. Cloud, Florida, uh, for, for many, many years. I mean, there were times we'd go out on the dock, and there's a gator sunning himself on the dock, and you got to shoo him away so you can go swimming. Uh, these things aren't these mindless killing beasts that this movie depicts them to be. And on top of that, they depict them like a, like a piranha. There wasn't a single death roll in this entire movie. And yeah, I want a little bit of realism. All right, I understand we've got these 20-foot giant gators out there eating people in this movie. Not too much realistic with that. But I want a little bit of realism. You know, I watched uh, Indiana Jones, and when he throws the, the Kalima priest off the ladder and he falls in the, the water, those gators clamped onto him and then did a death roll. Yep. That's what they do. <clears throat> Nothing like that in this movie. So at no point in time um, are the uh, gators hanging out at Disney looking for kids? Is that too soon? There is a cut scene, and I'm hoping that's it. There's, wait, there's a cut scene for this? No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> that's horrible. I feel bad even mentioning it. Um, not that bad. Yeah, that was a bad joke. It was. Too soon. It, too soon. It's been like five years. Yeah, too soon. Okay, then. All right. Um, South Park tells us it has to be something like 20.5 years or something like that. 20.5 years. I may not live another 20.5 years. Yes, you will. We'll take care of you, boo-boo. Oh, please don't. Please don't. (laughs) What about you? What's been keeping you entertained? Uh, Entertained. So on my way back from uh, from Florida, uh, I finished up uh, Arrow on the plane. Um, so I'm all caught up on that and now working on Supergirl. Um, in the meantime, uh, in between Supergirl and everything, I finally caught up on Fear the Walking Dead from last year. And so I'm all ready to start watching this year's episodes, which I'm already like six episodes behind. So uh, Fear the Walking Dead actually ended pretty good. Uh, I was kind of happy with it. The show has actually gotten progressively better, I think, um, since Morgan's been on it and since they made a jump uh, from the beginning of uh, the zombie apocalypse to uh, to catch up with the Walking Dead uh, show itself, I, I think it's gotten a little better. Um, I did watch a movie on Netflix, uh, The Highwaymen, um, uh, with my dad when I was down in Florida. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's uh, Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson um, pursuing Bonnie and Clyde, uh, which is actually pretty good. I uh, really enjoyed that one. Um, I like period pieces like that, so any uh, any excuse to see a Tommy gun, I, I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm all for it. Um, and I think that's you, see, you like period pieces, but you didn't like the witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that that that's right. That's right. And I stand by that. I still don't like the witch <laughs> at all, at all. Um, what was the last uh, the last thing? The last thing went right out of my head. I don't remember. Probably wasn't that important. So that was uh, that was about it. That was about it. Uh, you know, looking forward to uh, to the witch sequel. Death be coming for ye. Please tell me that's a joke. Please. Maybe. Please. Uh, we'll have to see after Comic-Con. Oh, oh no. No. <laughs> oh, speak, speaking of after Comic-Con, we can bring this up. Uh, now that uh, San Diego Comic-Con's in full effect this weekend, we got some really, really big news uh, that was thrown out. Uh, Marvel threw out their, uh, their listing of movies and TV shows between now and 2021. 
I was a little surprised uh, that they were doing the rebooting Blade. Um, for yes, yeah, I, I did see that. Yeah, I I was I was a fan of Wesley Snipes' Blade. I, th- I thought those uh, those movies are pretty good. You know, aside part two, I think I didn't like that much, but part three was fun. Um, and I know Wesley Snipes. How old could Wesley Snipes be now? Like in his late fifties, maybe something like that. Um, is he maybe not? I know he had a lot of problems and stuff like that. I don't know if Disney just doesn't want to do business with him, but um, the guy that they're going to be using his blade is the guy who played Cottonmouth in Luke Cage, which I think is a is a yes, real. I exactly. think that's a, I think that's a really good choice. I liked him in that. Um, if I remember right, he was also an Alita Battle Angel too, right? If anyone saw that, I've only seen clips of that movie. I, I really want to sit down and see it from beginning yeah. to end. Cause, but everything I've seen looks pretty fun to watch. It does look fun. It does. Um, and what else? What else did I see come up on? Oh, the Picard trailer. I don't know if anyone's caught that as of yet, uh, which looks fantastic. Um, getting yes. getting seven of nine in data. I was all I was all for it. All for it. The second the second I saw seven of nine, I was like, "Yep, you you got me. You got me. I'm in. I'm in. I was I was in before, but now I'm I'm really in. I may actually pay money to CBS All Access uh, to watch these episodes now. So um, it is it is kind of funny though. At the end of it, it doesn't say that it has an actual date to come out. It just says sometime 2020. <laughs> So sometime, just be prepared. It could drop anytime, anytime in 2020. Uh, yeah, and I'm willing to bet everything that we've seen in that trailer is from episode one. I, you know what? I, I had a feeling on that too. Maybe, maybe episode one, maybe episode two. You know, a little bit of both or something like that. But you're probably right. You're you're probably right. Oh, speaking of that, keep an eye out. One of the trailers that's coming up on our page. Um, no, I'm sorry. I after watching the trailer, I said, "There's no friggin' way I'm going to release this." Uh, I forget the name of the movie, but it's about this uh, girl. She, her husband, and her split. Uh, the husband's having an affair with the secretary, and the secretary. Well, you don't know it's the secretary yet. Somebody kidnaps the daughter and is contacting the mother, saying, "You know, she's. I'm going to kill her." Blah 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 blah. You're kind of holding her hostage, and then in in the friggin' trailer, they show you it's the secretary. The mother finds the secretary, tracks her down, uh, beats her, and gets the daughter back. All in the trailer. So this hour and a half movie has just been summed up in a minute and a half. But there could be a, a like a wicked twist. Is it an M Night Shyamalan Nama 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 Nan movie? No, no. Okay, then maybe there's no twist. Yeah. So, never mind about keeping an eye out for it because we're not gonna. Uh, sponsor that shit but uh, everything else looked pretty good <laughs> cool cool then uh so uh i guess that's that's all that's been up with me and everything i i've i've gathered from san diego comic-con so far that i've been peeking at um i'm sure we can talk about that more when st- more stuff comes out but that's uh that's about it well, i think the i think the most important thing to come out of san diego san diego comic-con right now is the fact that we are getting two more halloween movies oh yeah halloween kills and halloween ends and john carpenter is returning for both of them yeah yeah i almost forgot about that you're absolutely right absolutely right and so is uh, we, and we're definitely getting jamie lee curtis at least we know in the next one um did did uh yes. did you say anything about jamie lee curtis making it to the third or no uh not that i've seen i, I just pictures and, and that's about it yeah well that's that is awfully cool it is awfully cool I was trying to think if there's no, anything. We'll see. I mean, I was trying to think if there's anything else I could I could remember. I enjoyed the first one, uh, although 
it, it was very pedantic and there was a lot of stuff that we didn't need that mindless banter between the the uh, police officers about the balmy sandwiches and the pudding and uh, a lunch that a 12 year old would make and it was just ridiculous it didn't need to be there and various things throughout the the uh the movie were like that so um we'll see hopefully they they get a get rid of that and go a little more towards the uh character development of the main characters never mind these secondary bit players yeah yeah i hear you i hear you on that um i kind of wish that there was uh i gleamed anything oh you know there was one more thing i did gleam uh rick and morty season four if anyone's a rick and morty fan uh, they uh, they gave us a little bit a little bit of a taste of Rick and Morty season four, uh, not a whole lot, just enough to to kind of wet your whistle, as it were. Um, so looking forward to that. Um, do you watch uh, Rick and Morty at all? I do. So we got that coming. Um, also, didn't see a date on that either. But I know Adult Swim is having their uh, uh, festival or something coming up in Los Angeles, and apparently they're going to air the entire episode of uh, season uh, season four, episode one, for everybody who's attending. So hopefully, and that's sometime in August, so hopefully maybe it's around there. All of a sudden they'll just drop, start dropping episodes. Uh, but it's not many episodes. I hear only it's only I, 10. <clears throat> only thing I don't like about those festival premieres is that you can't sit back and enjoy the movie when they do, or yeah. you know, sit back and enjoy the show when they do it, because you're going to have people cheering and clapping yeah. and yelling and hooting and hollering and just shut the fuck up. Let me watch my show. <laughs> I hear you on that. I completely, I, I agree uh, for the most part. I mean, we have gone to some movie premieres. Um, I, I don't know if you remember, but did you go um, with me for Freddy vs. Jason? Was that was that you, Matthew, and I? It, it sounds like it was you, Matthew, and I went for that. I did the uh, WJRR um, premiere. Yeah, yeah, that that was the one. That was the one, and they had the guy dressed up as Freddy running around, the guy dressed up as Jason running around, and got, they got everybody yes. in the theater all, all hyped up and everything, and it was, you know, uh, from back then anyway, it was, it was a fantastic movie, I, I thought anyway. Um, I don't know if it holds up, I haven't seen it in a long time, but uh, that was a, oh, one no, of those no. type it's of things. Bad. It's really, no, 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 that movie, no, that movie sucks. Uh, I, I know that. Great soundtrack. What was that? Great soundtrack. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Great soundtrack, great Jason, great seeing Freddie on there. But yeah, no, no. What's her name from um, Destiny's Child? She's ridiculous and useless. Uh, the fact you remembered that, that's pretty impressive. I completely forgot that. <clears throat> I completely forgot that. Um, forgot what? Uh, Destiny's Child. But, I mean, my, my whole point Who? to that. You said, <laughs> you suck. That whole... <laughs> <laughs> That whole uh, my whole point to that was that was a that was a kind of a wild theater uh, going to see that one and that was that wasn't bad that was fun I mean if everyone's into it and everybody knows it's it's just gonna be a fun time it's it, it can be a you know it can be fun so that's my thought anyway yeah definitely so do we uh, we got anything else no I think that's uh, that's about it we can jump right into discussing this movie all right let's uh, start discussing this movie. All right, everybody, fasten your seatbelts. We're taking a wild ride. We're going from our plane of existence now straight down. We're going to drag you to hell. Drag Me to Hell, released 2009. That's a runtime of 99 minutes. Directed by Sam Raimi. How bad can it be if Sam Raimi's attached to it? <laughs> Spoiler, it's coming. Uh, starring Allison Lohman as Christine. Justin, Justin Long as Clay. No tusks in this one. 
Dipleep Rao as Rom. Sorry, Dilip Rao as Rom. Lorna Raver as the, um, I don't know what you would call her, the gypsy woman Sylvia. Yeah. Uh, this has pretty pretty decent ratings. Uh, on IMDb, it's actually pulling in a 6.6, so about average. It has a 92% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 62% audience rating. I think we're probably, I can't speak for Chris, but I can tell you I'm probably going to come in about between that. It's got a Metacritic rating of 83%. Now you can always sit back and grab some popcorn and a nice cold soda, or in my case, water, and uh, watch this on Fandango, Amazon Prime, PlayStation, YouTube, uh, any of the, the major stores like Google, Apple, and Microsoft, they all carry it for a small rental fee. Where did you watch yours, Chris? When did I watch mine? Hulu, I think. I think it was. I think it was on Hulu where I where I caught mine. Yep. Because I definitely watched yours on Hulu. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't pay. Uh, I definitely didn't pay money for it. And I remember searching it on one of the, one of the services. It was either Hulu or it was uh, or Netflix. One one of the two. Prime has been a little picky because sometimes, like, you can grab that remote, just push the the Alexa button, and you know, say, uh, show me, drag me to hell. And it will show you all the areas that you can watch it. Yeah. But lately with mine, it hasn't been showing uh, where else you can watch it. It only shows it rentable on Prime for like three ninety nine, hmm. And then when you click um, where else to watch, it just shows you Prime again. You, hmm. It used to show me all kinds of areas, but it's not anymore. Well, we should write a very strongly worded letter to uh, Amazon, let them know. Yeah, I may do that. You're not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Anyway, this movie. Um, Christina's our star. She's uh, sort of a loan officer. She works at a, a bank downtown. Um, she's kind of a young go-getter. She's looking to, to climb the corporate ladder and kind of, uh, I guess there's a new position that's opened up in the bank, the, the assistant manager position. Um, but she's got a couple of hurdles that she needs to, to overcome. Uh, the boss actually talks to her at one point and tells her that, you know, she needs to, lack of a better way of putting it, she needs to overcome her humanity. She can't be so nice and soft and and friendly anymore. She needs to be that hard ass and make those tough decisions. And And the other one is Wu. What's that? I'm thinking what the bank wants, not just what what the nice way to go about it. She has to, you know, keep in mind that the bank needs to make money. And she has to keep that in the forefront. And then the other one is her direct competition within the bank. Uh, Wu. I mean, Stu. Stu. But many of you know Reggie Lee. <laughs> many of you already know Reggie Lee. Uh, at least uh, the only place I knew him from was from Grimm. And he played the officer Wu. Um, this one, Stu Rubin, he's kind of a no-nonsense, do-anything-to-succeed uh, frontrunner for her position. And he is. He will do anything he needs to do, including steal files and... Uh, Fabricate lies. No input. No, no, none. No. Okay. <laughs> no, that no, that's that, that, that's absolutely accurate. Uh, he plays uh, re- relatively a dick, but he's uh, a very skittish dick. Like even even though he's doing stuff that will ultimately do something to to try to hurt her, so he can try to jump ahead. Uh, he's he's afraid he get like he has no balls whatsoever. He only he he's the yeah. type of person that has uh, what I like to call phone balls or email balls. You know, they'll never say it to your face, but they can you know degrade you all they want when they can't see you and they, and they feel safe. Keyboard warrior. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, after that whole discussion with her boss and her boss telling her that she needs to start making the tough decisions, in comes uh, Sylvia, which I mentioned, by, uh, played by Lorna Raver, who is a very creepy-looking old lady. Oh, God, yes. Uh, she's the <laughs> she's the gypsy woman uh, who, for some reason, feels that she doesn't need to pay her bills. Um, and Christine kind of steps up, and this is her chance. So she makes this tough decision and starts telling her... Um, that, you know, hey, you took out a loan, now you need to pay it back. And uh, Sylvia kind of begs and pleads. She even goes so far uh, goes so far as to drop to her knees and plead with her in the middle of the bank, uh, screaming and yelling uh, for, to kind of get attention and, and show how serious she is to, uh, to Christine. But Christine's not having it. She, you know, backs up, backs up, calls in security. They come in, tackle her, throw her to the ground, taser uh, oh no! I'm sorry. I was that was wishful thinking. <clears throat> they they kind of pick her up and escort her out, but not before um, Sylvia actually. <laughs> I can't believe this. She steals a shit ton of candy, <laughs> and uh, like dumps it in her purse and takes her teeth out and is like tasting all the candy and it's it's just disgusting. This is uh, what what and, I like to call classic Sam Raimi, by the way, because the makeup that they did on Lorna and I'm looking at a picture of Lorna right now. On uh, on Google, and uh, she looks nothing like this. Nothing like this. Uh, she's very nice looking older lady in the picture that they have for her. And then you see her in Drag Me to Hell, and she is the complete opposite of of this. She has those those dirty fingernails that uh, Sam Raimi really likes to do, like with the uh, deadites type of thing. She's she's borderlining human deadite type of thing, and uh, it's one of the things I like about Sam Raimi. Uh, com- completely is is the way he does that with uh, with his characters like that. Well, in our in our trivia section, I'm going to cover. There's a couple of um, Evil Dead ties to this particular uh, movie as well. Oh, sweet, sweet. But um, the the security ends up taking Sylvia, escorting her out of the the bank, and kind of tossing her out on her ass. Uh, after feeling ashamed for being tossed out, though, she waits for Christine in the parking lot. You know, kind of like that. Uh, um, you know, I meet you by the flagpole after school. I'm going to kick your ass kind of mentality. But yeah, she's, she's waiting in the parking lot. And if you guys notice that yellow Oldsmobile, it looks very, uh, familiar. That's because that is Ash's car. So that's one tie to the evil dead series. That car that she's driving was from evil dead. I, I really uh, thought so too. But, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I, I, I didn't look it up right. and I remember seeing that and I was like, that looks like Ash's car. That's good. Yep. Good. It good is. Catch. But long story short, Sylvia ends up attacking Christine, uh, rips a button off her jacket, curses it, and then just gives it right back. And now this is what pretty much uh, cues the rest of the movie and hijinks and hilarity are abound. <laughs> scary stuff. Scary stuff. Scary stuff. Ding. Scary stuff. Scary stuff. Scary stuff. Ding. Scary stuff. Scary stuff. Scary stuff. Lunch. <laughs> hijinks and hilarity. This, this is a Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but Chris and Clay, uh, they end up going to this fortune teller, and that's where they discover that Chris has been cursed, and she's being haunted by the Lamia. And the uh, the Lamia is this uh, particular demon that we actually see in the very opening scene of this movie, um, where they they bring this boy to this gypsy woman to to have this curse removed. Um, because the boy ended up stealing this bracelet from somebody, I guess, if I interpreted that correctly. But steals this bracelet from somebody, he's cursed, and now 
the Lamia is hunting him down. Um, it doesn't go well. The, the gypsy woman cannot remove the curse, and the, the kid ends up getting swallowed into hell. So With a really cool effect, I might add. I, li- yes, I like yeah, it. I like although, it a lot. Total CGI, yes, I, I agree. I thought it was pretty done very well. But uh, this is where they find out about the Lamia, and this causes Chris to go out and um, probably the only scene in this entire movie that I could not watch. You know what I'm talking about? No. No, now, now I'm really curious as to which, which one you couldn't watch. She's, um, after being haunted for a little bit, she, she finds out that she needs to um, make a sacrifice to the Lamia. Oh, Okay. Okay. So she takes takes that adorable little kitten yep. of hers and sacrifices the kitten. And uh, I couldn't. I, if you guys know me, I'm a cat person. I mean, if you follow my personal Facebook page, I'm always posting pictures of my cat. I I love cats. He, you you and, are a pussy uh, lover. That's right. Yes. Yes. Any. I I gotta be careful. I've got family members here that can't hear me talking like that. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the animal. It's a pussy cat. Yes. Yes. But they're only hearing one side of this conversation, so that's not going to be good. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> but anyway, she murders this kitten. Then she gets slammed across the house like a trailer park wife who just knows that he can change. And it eventually leads her to uh, committing grave robbery. Um, Rom takes Chris to, to meet a more powerful medium, uh, Sandina. Uh, Sandina has a history with the Lamia, and that's when we see sort of uh, this older woman... Uh, who turns out to be the gypsy woman from the very beginning of the movie. Uh, Sandina charges Chris a full $10,000 to try and save her. So she's not doing this to be friendly. She's doing this for a profit. And she had to get that money from anywhere. She sold everything in her house that was not nailed down. Yes. Yeah. Um, The whole plan was to eventually trap the Lamia in the body of a goat, then behead the goat. Sound plan. Sounds like an easy plan. Yeah, sound plan. Yeah, this solid. This this could be great. Uh although it does end up uh killing Sandina. <laughs> Rom packs up the the button that was torn from her jacket, gives it back to her in an envelope, and then says that she could have gotten rid of this uh whole curse just by giving the button to somebody else. So Yeah. But anyway, yeah, she ends up calling Stu and tells uh, Stu to meet her at the diner because, you know, she knows that he's been sabotaging her and she's going to go to the boss and he's like crying and and just we're assuming here it is. Here's where she gives him the button, washes her hands, the end of the movie, it's all done. But she just couldn't bring herself to do it. Hence what leads to the grave robbery scene that I talked about before. Uh, Ram actually tells her that she can... The person doesn't have to be living that she can pass the the button on to. So um, she ends up going to the grave uh, graveyard, digs up Sylvia. And after this whole stormy weather kind of tense scene, she she digs up the body and tries to slam the, the button down her throat. And then we all think it's done. And um, no, it it doesn't go well. Nope, not at all. <clears throat> not at all so all in all i mean this this movie had some great scenes some great fun parts to it we're we're gonna we're gonna spoil some some bits here in a little bit so um 
I gotta say, I liked it. I would agree. I would agree. It's Sam Raimi. I'm. Uh, it doesn't take much for me. Sam Raimi. I'm usually on board with almost anything he does, uh, with the exception of Spider-Man Three. Now this this was uh, written by Sam and his brother. So I, I do Ivan. I think was was the brother that he wrote it with. Mm. Uh, so that was that's great. I love seeing a family collaboration like that. They know how to make um, campy horror. Oh, and yeah. That's exactly what this was. It was campy. It was fun. It was disgusting. I'm not gonna lie. Those scenes with uh, Sylvia and the slime and like when she um, she's trying to bite her and she doesn't have teeth in her mouth <laughs> in the the slime and the dripping goo and things like that. Uh, now that was good, but they did also, they mixed in a little too much CGI for my liking, you know, uh, the, the scene with the anvil, you remember that one? The scene with the anvil you said? Yeah. The scene with the anvil. Scene with the anvil. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not reminding, I'm not remembering it. When she's in her garage and she's gathering up power tools to bring to the pawn shop. Yeah. And she gets attacked by uh, the Lamia in the form of Sylvia. Okay, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to remember the scene. And and I'm she, not remembering it. And then she she like hammers this uh, like chain or rope or something that's holding this little mini uh, anvil like hanging up in the middle of the garage, and it drops down on top of the Lamia, and just like CGI splatters gore and brains everywhere. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I remember that. I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah, that that was a little too... No, this is going to sound funny when I say it this way. It was a little too fake. Yes, I know what you're saying. Yeah, like this movie's real. But no, I, I, it was painfully obvious that it was computer-generated imagery. It was um, painfully obvious that uh, there was nothing there. This was just kind of put in on top of it. And then the th- they add the 3D effect of, I think it was the flying eyeball, mm-hmm. um, yep. which isn't the first time he's done that. I mean, he did it in Evil Dead, and it looked much more fun in Evil Dead yep. being a, a practical effect. But in here, it it kind of takes you out of the movie. Yep. But I will, I will definitely say one thing about Sam Raimi, and he does one thing he does very, very well, which, like you said, is the campy horror. I love the disgusting scenes that he does, though. Because you know when you're getting Sam Raimi, you're getting a good mix of this gross uh, gross scenes mixed with humor, you know, mixed with the horror in it and stuff like that. I mean, the, the scenes, like, we're uh, jumping through to the end just real quick. The scenes uh, towards the end of it where people are floating up in the sky and stuff like that, they're doing that that same type of floating that he, that he does in... Uh, Army of Darkness, and he does in in Evil Dead, which to me uh, I I love. I absolutely love it when they're half floating and their their tippy toes are almost like barely touching the ground, and they and they slide forward type of thing. I love that. I absolutely love it. He's he's the master of that kind of stuff. We he loves it so much, and he's such a master of it that he actually had a cameo in that scene. Wait, did he really? Yeah, he was one of the ghosts. Oh, was he really? <laughs> I didn't know that. You just wasted a trivia question. You could have used it. I was like, you just wasted one. You could have used on me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, uh, speaking of, of uh, trivia question, we are 
uh, kind of bring it back to the Patreon thing that you mentioned before. Uh, I've got a setup for uh, Chris this time around. It's just me asking Chris questions, and it's called 13 Demons. Uh, head on over to Patreon when we're done with the episode here. Check that out. You Patreon subscribers get that uh, for as little as $1 a month. You get access to all of our exclusive content. And uh, this particular one is uh, 13 Demons. I ask Chris... Um, I uh, give him a demon name, and he has to tell me what movie it's from. So let's see if he knows his film demons. And I have a feeling you're going to pull some really, really deep cuts on this, and I'm going to be sitting there with uh, with my thumb on my ass not knowing any of them. So I'll be really impressed if I if I get, uh, uh, you said 13 of them? Yeah. I'll be, I'll be impressed if I get six. So If you get six? If I get six, I'll be impressed. Uh, no, I think six should be about average. Uh, one of them, I can tell you right now, we've already named. It's in this movie. So, <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Um, and you're right, so six, one. six is about average. You're absolutely right. At least that's what I'm told. Um, nothing? Oh, don't say that. That makes me feel bad. <laughs> uh, we actually should bring one thing up that uh, I didn't mention at the, at the top of this, and you haven't mentioned yet, and I think we, the two of us forgot. This is a Patreon pick, this movie. Oh, yes. Good good call out. Uh, once again, this is brought to us by Mike. We are halfway through Mike's picks now. <laughs> um, Mike brought us uh, The Shining. This is his second one, Drag Me to Hell. and Well, actually, technically, it's his third one, because he also gave us um, fucking Life Zone. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but anyway... He gave us this, and then we still have two more coming. It 2017, which may be next week's, and um, what was the other one? Phantasm. Oh, Dead Alive. Oh. No. No, Phantasm is the one that uh, Danny brought to us. He uh, paid for that at our GameStop Live event. Right, right, right. He uh, came out and gave us a list, and what I did was I kind of put that list online at a in a particular horror group on Facebook, and I let the uh, the people there vote. And Phantasm just ran away with it. So it is a fun movie. It is. Actually, let me see if I can find that poll pick, and I'll get you the exact numbers on it. Talk, talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst ourselves. So, how's everybody doing out there? Really, really, really. So, did the infection clear up? That's awesome. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Uh, did it leave any scarring at all, or? No, no. Well, that's good. That's good. I mean, at least at least you'll be okay in the uh, lesbian and gay community, um, you know, for that. That's uh, I was worried about that personally, uh, that you weren't going to be able to, to start dating again. But I'm, I'm really glad you can. I'm really glad. Um, so uh, are you seeing anybody now? No? No? Well, I'm, you okay. know, it's, it's a... Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, folks. You had to put up with that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, Phantasm ran away with it. Uh, Phantasm got uh, 21 votes. The next closest movie had only nine votes, and that was Prince of Darkness, uh, followed by Reanimator, The Car, and then the rest, uh, one, two, three, four of them, uh, four other picks only had one vote each, One Dark Knight, The Manitou, Dead and Buried, and Alone in the Dark, the 1982 version. And then two movies with absolutely no votes, Just Before Dawn and The Final Terror. There's a good chunk of those I, I don't think I've ever seen. And I would have been totally, yeah, I would have been satisfied watching them. Just for the sake of it's, it's something new, I haven't seen it. Like this movie, for example, Drag Me to Hell. I had never seen this one. 
and completely didn't even realize it was Sam Raimi until went to went to watch it and went, oh my god, it's Sam Raimi. I'm gonna love this. And I was I was happy. Right. With it. I was happy. <laughs> all right. So yeah. I, all in all, I mean, what would you? If we're looking at this now, I mean, we're looking back on it. It was a fun, enjoyable film. We're not taking it too seriously. Nope. Uh, we know going in that it's a Sam Raimi thing, so there's going to be lots of um, gore and humor. So we know not to take it too seriously. Uh, what would you What would you give it? Well, going out of our uh, usual five star rating, um, I mean, it's, it wasn't the most fantastic movie in the whole planet. I'm still going to love uh, Evil Dead more than more than this movie. Um, uh, then you know whichever so uh, I'm, I'm actually coming in on this one i'm giving him a three and a half on it uh because i did enjoy it uh there were some things on there you know some of the cgi you're absolutely right but the story was ultimately really good um and i i enjoyed the majority of the effects and i liked the ending of it i thought it was a it was a pretty good ending so i was happy with it I'll, i'm going uh, three and a half all right yeah i can see what you're saying with that um I'm very close to that that as well. Uh, the CGI really kind of pulled me out of it. The first time I saw this, I went in expecting a horror movie, not going in expecting a horror comedy. Um, I hate Justin Long with a passion. <laughs> I think he's the only thing that killed. Uh, or, You know what? He didn't kill Tusk for me because I really enjoyed what they did to him in Tusk. Aww. So um, what? I, I like Justin Long. I, I'm 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 a fan, so. And you're fired. <sighs> but anyway, I I hate him. I can't stand him. Um, I don't know what it is about him. I just don't like him. But um, when it's all said and done, I I come in at a three. I, I really thought it was enjoyable. And um, now let's uh, since we've done that, let's go ahead and cut right to the the spoiler aspect of it. The ending. This movie has an ending? So, yeah. See, Chris, Christine shoves the button, or what we assume is the button, down Sylvia's throat, and uh, we assume that's it. She goes and buys herself a nice new coat, meets up with uh, Clay at the train station, and um, everything's going great up until, surprise, the envelope that she jammed down Sylvia's throat did not have the button. Instead had uh, Justin's, what was it, a dime? Like a Liberty Head dime or yeah, something it like was, that? Yeah, he was, he's a coin collector in the movie, and it was some, one of those fancy like Liberty Head quarters or dimes or something like that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so um, we find that out because suddenly she's got the envelope. He gives her the envelope back with the button in it. And almost almost instantaneous, she falls off the uh, the ledge down into the the train tracks, and there's a train coming. And we think, oh my god, is she going to get out in time? He and Clay's reaching out and in all his dorky glory, trying to bring her back up. And then the ground just opens up, and all these demon hands grab her and yank her. They well, they drag her to hell. And then the ground closes up, and we end on a. A close-up of Justin's face where he's just in shock and fear and tears are streaming down his face. I thought it was pretty good. I I, I can't look at it too seriously, but I thought that was a pretty good ending. It, it was definitely a downer, and we need more downer in horror movies. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with you. It was it was nice to see that uh, she didn't get away with it. And uh, the fact of... Uh, and the effect was pretty cool. You know, you, ha- you have to admit... That the ground opening up and and the hands coming up and grabbing her, grabbing her and dragging her down and and stuff like that. It, I thought it was a really cool effect. Um, definitely better than the anvil effect. You're right, uh, but uh, it was it was very nice to see that that she didn't get away. 
you know, she she ended up losing in the end. And uh, starting out as starting out as being this nice, really nice girl, you know, who who was just doing the right thing, to making one decision that turned out to be the right decision, possibly for the bank, but the wrong decision for the person that that she did it to, and having her entire life spin out of control, up until the point where uh, she becomes a different person, and you think that she's gotten away with it, and she doesn't. It's a now. It was good. Let me let me ask you. Um, you said that she didn't she didn't get away with it. Mm-hmm. Do you think she deserved what she got? No, I really don't think she deserved what she got. I think she chose poorly, completely poorly. I mean, out of everybody, she probably could have said no to. This was probably not the woman to say no to because all she really wanted was an extension to her loan. That's all she really wanted, and. She could have, if it hadn't been for the fact that she needed the promotion or really wanted the promotion, she probably could have said, you know what, we'll give you a few more weeks and not said anything to the bank manager and just let it go. She chose that one to be the one to say no to. And I think that was the mistake. But that's her job. I mean, Mm -hmm. her job also consists of making decisions. You know, she doesn't have to say no to everybody who comes in. She doesn't have to say yes to everybody who comes in. She can look at the situation and go, well, you know, this one we're, we can say yes to. You know, you don't want to. You don't want to throw a senior citizen out on her ass. You know, I know I wouldn't want to throw a senior citizen out out on her ass. So I, I think ultimately here's, she's here's made the, the bad thing. choice. Yep. Here's the thing, though. I mean, the, this senior citizen, she took out a loan. Mm-hmm. She knew what she was getting into. Mm-hmm. She had already had several extensions. I mean, when she went and talked to her boss, she had said, um, "You know, she's had a, a few extensions in the past." Mm-hmm. I mean, she's. And she's how many months behind again? It's it doesn't. I don't think she she made a wrong decision. I don't think she deserved what she got. I think everything was in in line with the way it should have been, and this this uh, gypsy woman couldn't handle it. She she got pissed off, and I think uh, if anything, I think that gypsy woman's in hell, and she deserves everything that she gets because she used her powers for what I would consider evil. At the same time, too, I mean, she really, uh, being the fact that she was the one who got who got uh, uh, said no to, I don't think it was much as the fact of she said no. I think it was much of the fact of she was humiliated and said no. And the fact that she was dragged out and made to look like an ass, you know, that, that really is what I think pushed her over the edge to do what she did. Um, but I still, I still think that, you know, she may have been able to, to give her an extension on that one, and then maybe when the old lady came back to do it again, push it off to the to the other guy and say, you know what, I can't help your case. Go see this guy. And then maybe he would have been the one to say no, and maybe this all would have happened to him, and she'd be an assistant manager right now. Uh, the only person who made Sylvia out to be an ass was Sylvia. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, I, I agree yeah. with that. I agree with that. I mean, but she, she overreacted with everything. But... I mean, yes, it, all, all tons of overreaction. Yeah, all, all Christine had to do was say, you know what? Okay, we'll give it to you this one last time, but don't do it again. You know, and and make her sign something or sign her life away. You know, type of thing. She would have gone gone off, and she could have gone. You know, maybe get the assistant manager position, maybe not. If she didn't get the assistant manager position, and the other guy did, uh, uh, Stu gets it. If Stu gets it, he'll eventually end up dying because he's going to tell her no. You know, at some point in time when she comes back, so. He'll be the one to get to, to die, and then she'll get the job anyway. So it all would have worked out in the end. Wow. You're cold. 
Uh, <laughs> it's not. It's not that I'm not that I'm cold, but uh, uh, I just I just think there are some some situations that you know she probably could have said yes on this one um, as her last gotcha. and final chance. That's all. That's all. I mean, yeah. Did she deserve what she got? No, no. I mean, everyone's been in a position where they've been embarrassed and and humiliated. I don't think I've ever, you know, tried to put a, perform a gypsy curse on anybody, you know, from it. You know, if it was if I was humiliated, maybe it was something I did, you know. Yeah. Well, let, let's take a look at some of the the fun stuff that we probably didn't catch throughout this movie. A little bit of uh, trivia. We already covered the 1973 Oldsmobile, the Delta 88 mm-hmm. car, um, is the same car from the Evil Dead movies. Uh, turns out Sam Raimi has actually included this movie in every film. Uh, he's done, including, incredibly, the Quick and the Dead movie, uh, which was set in 1881. How the hell did he get away with so, that? So, uh, exactly. First off, Bruce Campbell at a Comic-Con in 2005 revealed that in that movie there's a special covered wagon frame that's uh, covered the entire vehicle to maintain the movie's time period, but it's under that cover. <laughs> That's hysterical. So he kind of snuck it in there. That's great. It's snuck in, and it's undercover. That's great. Now, the license plate on the car, I got to go back and double check what it is in Evil Dead. But in this one, her license plate number was 99951. And if you flip that upside down, it spells is 666. I thought that was pretty fun. Cool. Cool. So, and we already talked about uh, Sam Raimi. He makes a cameo as uh, a spirit in the exorcism scene. I thought that was pretty fun to to learn. But that's not the only really cool cameo in this movie. He had several other people. Um, like I believe uh, Ivan is uh, plays a doctor in the movie in the background. Christopher Young, the composer of the movie's musical score, is actually seen at the very beginning when Christine's walking by the bakery and she's eating the cupcake. Um, or no, sorry. Yeah, when she's walking by the the bakery and she looks in at the cupcakes, there's a guy that's looking through the window. That's Christopher Young, the the movie's composer. Uh, just lots of pretty cool hidden things like that throughout the movie. Those are good catches. Good catches. I know. Uh, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't go digging. So uh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, that's that's our episode, guys. Uh, it was Drag Me to Hell from 2009, a Sam Raimi production. Um, Chris gave it a 3.5. I gave it a 3. Uh, great movie. I would definitely recommend checking it out. How about you, Chris? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's not a movie I, I could watch over and over and over again like like Evil Dead, but uh, it's, it's fun. It's definitely a fun movie. I'd, I'd watch it a few times in my lifetime, I think. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, well, before we go too far, we, we do have another segment that we would like to uh, kind of bring back. Uh, it's called Tales from the Phone Line. And um, our Patreon pick picker, Mike, who gave us this movie, uh, sent us a voicemail. Uh, let's, let's see what he has to say, and then we'll talk about it. Hello, kitties. It's your old putrid body. Uh, buddy, the Crypt Keeper here. It seems I get to introduce a segment on a low-budget podcast where unsuspecting victims call in and let their shrieks be heard. <laughs> oh, the fear of it all. But you know how the old saying goes, the marg, the merrier. <laughs> Tell us all your fears in a piece we like to call... 
tales from the phone line. <laughs> hey guys, uh, I wanted to call. I asked you to watch uh, Drag Me to Hell because it was a horror movie that I was excited to see for you know for whenever it was coming out, and then it was terrible. Like I love cartoons and I love horror movies. But you can't put them together. As a horror movie, this movie is horrible, in, in my opinion. It's terrible. But as a comedy, it's gold. When the goat gets possessed and calls her a bitch, I about shit my pants. That shit was hilarious. But, like, you know, the, the, the lady putting, or the ghost putting the fist in a lady's mouth, or, like, the anvil crushing her head. Like, I could have seen all that shit in fucking Roadrunner and Coyote. Uh, but... Yeah, so, you know, it's it's a pretty uh, shitty movie, and I wanted to see how shitty or how much you guys hate it. All right, thanks, bye. All right, Chris, so you heard his voicemail there. What's yeah. your thoughts? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> he does bring up a couple good points. Um, the goat in this movie, uh, which I, for some reason we, we neglected to mention. I don't know why, but uh, he, he's absolutely right that there is a lot of comedy gold in this um, I wouldn't say I would go far as to say as a, as a horror movie it was horrible. You know, it does it does still kind of fall in the genre of being a horror movie. It's Sam Raimi. You kind of know what you're getting. Um, he definitely throws in a lot of comedy mixed in with horror. Uh, so uh, I I don't want to say I, I completely disagree with him. I mean, I do I do agree on a couple aspects, but uh, I I don't think this movie was as horrible as, as he as he thinks. What, what about yeah, you? Yeah, no, I. I, I agree with you. I think uh, as a horror movie, it's not fantastic. It is enjoyable, though. It is fun. Uh, it did have some jump scares. It did have some parts that made me, you know, oh, shit, and, you know, kind of yep. get ready for it. But, um, yeah, no, I, I agree. As as a horror movie, it's not horrible. It's definitely more comedy than horror, like he said. It definitely yep. fits in a, in a Wile E. Coyote and Roadrunner type uh, scenario. Yeah. But, um yeah, definitely. The probably the funniest part is the talking goat when he calls her a bitch. <laughs> you know, and and just one other thing, and I think I said it already, but I'll say it again. Uh, it's Sam Raimi. I mean, you have to know what it is you're getting when you get Sam Raimi. You know, you know he's gonna he's gonna give you some comedy. He's gonna give you a little bit of horror. He's gonna give you a little gore. Uh, but it's usually all all a nice little package. So I mean, personally, I I definitely like it more more than he did. Yeah, but not not in all his stuff. I mean, if you look at the the first Evil Dead. It wasn't uh, comedic. That was definitely horrific. You know, looking at the first Evil Dead, I did get a, a couple chuckles out of it. Not as much as Evil That's Dead 2. That's because you're a sick Evil, bastard. That, that is right. That's because I was a sick bastard. But not as much as Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2 was just chock full of comedy. Uh, and and l- l- looking at... Um, uh, oh, God, I almost said Ash versus Evil Dead. I didn't mean to jump that far. But uh, Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness was, was all comedy. It was all comedy. You know, the, even yeah. the jump scares and stuff like that in that movie were just were just funny. So, the only movie I think, and I, I definitely mentioned this already, that uh, he did that I really am not a fan of was Spider-Man Three. You know, his first Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. You know, first Spider-Man was great for what it was. Second Spider-Man gave us Doc Ock, and Doc Ock. That was the first time any of us ever saw Doc Ock on a live screen like that. It was fantastic. Then we got Part Three, but I don't think anybody's a fan of Part Three. I don't think anyone is either. Yeah, I'll be very surprised if people are a fan of Part 3. Yeah. No, no, definitely. And Topher Grace was a horrible pick for uh, for Venom. Yeah, yeah, he was. I mean, I like Topher Grace, uh, you know, generally, but he was not, that was not a good Eddie Brock pick at all. At yeah. all. 
And guys, don't forget, stay tuned. Click, uh, click follow over there on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Follow us on all those social media platforms. You get all the latest news from us. Uh, upcoming trailers over on YouTube. Uh, every one of those movies trailers that we're launching is for an upcoming horror movie. Um, some great information coming out all around, especially now that San Diego Comic-Con's going on. Um, don't forget also jump on over to Patreon. If you're not already a Patreon subscriber, you can join for as little as $1 a month. Um, your payment comes out on the first of every month, so you know exactly what to expect. You can also uh, help us out and donate $6 and pick a movie for us to watch, like Mike here. Mike picked five movies for us, and man, he is just keeping us busy. That he is. And we appreciate you, Mike. We really do. Uh, speaking of appreciation, I want to give a shout out to a couple of other podcasts that have been extremely helpful to us, uh, either, you know, giving us recommendations, uh, actually showing up to live events or even just messaging us to tell us, Hey, we're doing a great job. Um, first and foremost, I want to, uh, give a shout out to straight chilling podcast. Thank you guys for everything that you do. Uh, the entertainment, the help, uh, the support, you guys are fantastic. Both Randy, Andy, whatever the hell your name is, uh, <laughs> Bob and Justin, you guys are, are amazing. Uh, Caesar, when he makes his appearances, I love it. He's very entertaining. All their special guests, great, great people over there. Also dead end grindhouse, fun little, uh, podcast. I just discovered, um, the uh the one of the guys over there jeff has been very helpful and supportive sending us messages and, and things like that um gargantia cast a great great little podcast which you may want to check out chris as well since you're getting into the whole kaiju thing they showed up for our live event and uh very very supportive there that one uh, that as one actually well sounds ghoulish. familiar by the way I, I think i think i've heard them they may be on my on my list Nice, nice. If you haven't checked them out, definitely. And also on your list, check out Ghoulish Cast. Uh, they do a lot of interviews with people in the industry, uh, horror-themed, horror-related, as well as their YouTube page as well. But don't follow them unless you're following us, okay? Follow us first, then help <laughs> them out. So, <laughs> um, But, the, yeah, their videos are fantastic. I think they do one video a month, and it's usually a uh, like a retrospective, a, a whole deep dive into uh their subject and very very well done very professionally put together videos uh definitely puts us to shame for now for now but check out those guys um anybody you want to you want to shout out to chris um yeah you know while i'm thinking about it they, they i'm not really sure if they've listened to us at all uh or supported us at all uh, at all but i i know they're one of the podcasts i listen to which is kill the cast um, I, I, I think they're really, really funny. Um, they do a really good job on a lot of the kaiju stuff and a lot of the, a lot of the other horror movies and stuff. And I, I think they, uh, they kind of help us along whether they know it or not. Um, they definitely give me some things to think about and stuff like that and make me, make me think of movies in a different way. So, uh, definitely, uh, uh, shout out to them. Nice. Nice. Good job. Thanks, guys, for everything. Don't forget, head on over to Patreon and check us out with 13 Demons. Let us know what you think.
that face you make when I walk out the door. Cause God can't save.